everybody. I am Stephen King. And I am R.L. Stein, author of It and Pet Cemetery. And I, Stephen King, am the author of the wonderful children's book series, Goosebumps. And The Haunting Hour. And The Haunting Hour. And the really good movies starring the guy from The Wallows. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my name's Elise. Oh, and I'm And Tris. his name is, yeah, Tris. And we decided to make this podcast to talk about literature through the eye of a teenager. Um, this first episode is going to be about... Les Mis? Not Les Mis, but To Kill a Mockingbird, which is a story that most kids have to read um, around high school time. Um, according to our school, we have to read it freshman year. We are sophomores, so we are way past that point. Um, but this, these are our opinions about um, To Kill a Mockingbird. But first, a little summary. So, To Kill a Mockingbird is a story about um, a family with a single dad, two kids. Um, and it kind of follows two different set story paths. One about a man they live near. And one about um, an African-American man who is wrongly accused of rape of another woman. Of a white woman. And it's basically a story through the eye of this young girl named Jean Louise. Or they call her Scout and her brother Jem, and it just follows through what it would be like through their lens of growing up differently compared to everybody else, and how their society views things as normal. So, what do you have to say about To Kill a Mockingbird? Um, well, I don't really like it. I think, um, I think it has good messages, but it's just not relevant right now. I think it's well written for the most part, but I think there are books that have the same message and aren't treated the way that To Kill a Mockingbird treats. Some of these, like, for example, To Kill a Mockingbird has kind of a white savior complex going on with um, the dad, what was his name? Atticus. Atticus. I almost said Anakin. Ooh, Atticus. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think that actor was really cute, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, like it kind of has a a white saver complex where Atticus is like saving everyone. Like he's saving the minority in yeah. this in this part of the book in the second half. Yeah, and savior complexes are so prominent in books you have to read in high school but especially in this one and I think there's a better contender for freshman English I think it's just freshman English honors but or does it's yeah they read it too freshman English um we are thinking maybe another good book we could read instead of To Kill a Mockingbird is um The Hate You Give um otherwise known as Thug if you ever see it abbreviated it's um, tell us a little bit about that, Tristan. Can, oh, um, exposed. <laughs> exposed. The Hate You Give is about a girl named Star Carter. She She's a black young woman. And her best friend is killed by police for, like, pretty much no reason. And To Kill a Mockingbird, it's about Star, like, helping to kill a mockingbird <laughs> did i call it to kill yes a you did they hate you they give. give we're on the hate you give yeah they both start with t's and it kind of confuses my brain but um the hate you give 
it's about Star and she's she's like trying to like help her like, community with yeah. the power she has. She she's trying to help people and at the end of the book they all have like this big riot and a lot of things go down. But at the end of the day she a black woman is helping black people and so are other people such as star of course but since she's the main character that's the only perspective we really get but the main difference is to kill a mockingbird it has this white man kind of like he doesn't save the day of course if you look at like the court proceedings but yeah um he's still it gives you the idea that still his intentions were there and he's still like the save the savior. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I I agree with that, but I also, I truly enjoyed To Kill a Mockingbird because it has certain points that I've never really seen in other books. If you're focusing more on the point of view through a child's eyes of some really major, major topics, um, it's nice and refreshing to see it through, yeah, like the eyes of a child. Like, Scout is like eight or nine years old, really little. And, you know, she's, she has a little bit of a different life because she didn't, she didn't, she, well, she had a mom, but her mom has passed and she's, you know, working with a single father and, you know, others look at them as a lot different. And I think she can relate that to certain parts of the book. But I feel like this was also, especially in the first half, a good representation of almost like people, even today, in today's society, where not everyone like, everyone has a certain perception of normal. You know, what we think is normal, the way you dress, the way you think, the way you look, kind of a thing. And especially with Boo Radley's part in the story, I feel like, you know, he hasn't gone outside in forever. Their house is rickety. There's stories made up about him, false news. You can also relate that back to, like, today with all sorts of fake news. And... It's, it's interesting because I feel like this is um, a good representation of uh, a mental disability because we, we talked about this in class and it's something I would have completely overlooked, but they were talking about how maybe Boo Radley hasn't, since he hasn't been outside and talked to other people, that he could have a certain type of mental illness in which his parents are trying to like keep him away from the public and isolating himself made him only only worse. So it kind of shows how like society doesn't look into things but looks blatantly off the surface of things all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, I agree with that point. I think um while it does it it really only dips its toes Yes, they never truly finish that storyline. Yeah, they they only dip their toes in, like, mental illness or, like, looking from the perspective of a child. I know it's, like, Scout's the main character. Yeah. It's from her eyes, but they still don't really talk about how it affects her as much. Like, she doesn't... She doesn't really have... um, They don't have a huge part in how, like everything plays out yeah i think there were parts i think i remember a lot of kids were bullying her because her dad was helping in the case yeah um so there is that and i'm not saying like she like 
she had like no part like it was nothing about her and her thoughts and her ideas but i'm saying that she as the main character doesn't really delve into her real opinion on these topics and in terms of mental illness boo radley obviously since he's home for so long he probably did have some of some sort and with all these like fake news surrounding it but I think there are a lot of books that go more into that topic or like even short stories that English teachers could present instead since The Hate You Give doesn't really go into those topics. Yeah, yeah. I just think um, we use To To Kill a Mockingbird because it is such a used piece of literature. Like there's so much pop culture references to it today. You know, you could probably watch a Simpsons episode and hear something about, oh, Calpurnia, the the maid, or something about Boo Radley. You know, it comes up all the time, you know, in, yeah, pop culture, music. And I think that's another reason why we use it. Because once you read To Kill a Mockingbird and comprehend it and understand it, you can make a lot of connections to other things. And we did this one specific exercise, which I thought was very interesting about, um, I believe it was like, a mockingbird compared to a blue jay, mm-hmm. if you remember that. Um, I really like that because, you know, blue jays are very elegant looking, but they're very, like, picky. Whereas mockingbirds are always there when, I believe it's when something, they're always, they're peaceful. They're more peaceful than a blue jay, even though they have, um, a worse, not a worse, but like an uglier appearance, as some may say. They're not as vibrant and beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that's a nice little thing to tie into. And I think that's what teachers like to use as well. And something to note, when they say that the the blue jay is like pretty and the, the mockingbird is ugly, they're not saying these humans are saying how society sees them. And that's important. Yeah, to, they're not saying like, yeah. oh... Betty from across the street is just ugly. It's yeah. like her, her attitude and the way she looks as things as normal isn't, is just like her. It's her personality. It's... Yeah. Because I think some people misinterpreted that in yes. class. I, I remember some people were like, they're trying to say white people are pretty. No, the thing was that society treats white people better and yes. black people not as yeah. good. But it's not like, it's not really about appearance. That's not what it's trying to translate. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that it would be interesting if they switched up to Kill a Mockingbird. But I think even if you're not a huge reader, like, I don't like to read a whole bunch. I just like to do it in my free time. Um, I would know that you should definitely read The Hate You Give. It's a wonderful book, and it really makes you change the way you, you view certain topics, and I think it's also good to read To Kill a Mockingbird because it's also, um, even if you don't like the views or the points in the book, it's a good perspective of the time period and how people of that time period were dealing with, um, you know, their types of conflict and how you can compare that stuff to today's or you can even compare To Kill a Mockingbird to The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing to say is that we see a lot in school things about 
how life was in the 1960s. I think that's when uh, To Kill a Mockingbird set. And there's so much in like history class and maybe mostly English class too, but you don't really see things about modern issues. And some people aren't even aware of them. And I think it's... Yeah, or they don't have like the right factual... Yeah, I think it's more important to look at the present so we can change the future than look at the past and see things that we've already heard of in pretty much every single class. Like we've seen To Kill a Mockingbird's story all over us, whereas The Hate You Give, it's a unique story. That's it, relevant. Yeah, it's a lot more relevant than like it's kind of like interprets the past, but puts it in with the future. Yeah. So it's like a combination of both. To Kill a Mockingbird and The Hate You Give are both about criminal justice. Yes. They both talk about those topics, but one is more relevant and one tackles the issues in a better way because it doesn't have this white savior complex and it doesn't have all these weird like plot holes and problems that To Kill a Mockingbird had so that's the only reason i believe that we could we should switch it up i know a lot of teachers are like oh it has a lot of swears and stuff like that but i think if your biggest problem is the swears in it i feel like we have to look we have to review the school system because i that shouldn't be the biggest problem yeah so that's all we have for To Kill a Mockingbird, dissecting it. Um, our next episode will be about Harry Potter, I believe. Yeah. Um, what a wonderful, wonderful series. But right. maybe not so wonderful an author. <laughs> um, but we'll be getting into that next time. Um, thank you for tuning in. Yet again, this is Elise and Tris. And thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week.